This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 51 in Salem, which goes down on September 29th. We've got Mark Culp knuckling up and towing the line against Bruce Abramski, and great having Bruce on the show for the first time. How are you doing there, man? You having a solid day so far? Yeah, doing good. Just uh, we're at that point now to where we're just getting knee deep into the weight cut and getting rid of the last few tickets locally. Yeah, and I guess just even kind of touching on that because I feel like more often than not, the fighter interviews I do generally spaced out a bit from the event. But I have done some like fight week kind of events. Like, how different is your I guess mentality and everything in the midst of fight week, maybe as compared to what it is throughout the camp and all. Uh, I've, I've been doing it long enough, I guess, to where I feel like I don't really zone out the week of the fight. I used to kind of get a little more hangry, but at this yeah. point, I just get used to it. <laughs> as, as my family gets larger and um, my my circle around me, I guess, gets bigger, I'm forced to see people eat when I can't uh, and whatnot, so life goes on. But when I was younger, I used to be very upset and angry because I couldn't eat. So it, it sucks. It's It's not fun. But I always say that the weight cut is the fight, at least for me. The weight cut is the fight. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I guess heading into your 29th fight, you're probably accustomed to everything now, right? Yeah, yes, sir, exactly. I'm accustomed to the process. Um, if anything, I, I like to think it's more of a well-oiled machine now. It's more streamlined as far as meeting friends and family with tickets, getting photos with them, handling the sponsors. Getting, making time to go to the gym to work out, plus I do lessons out of the gym, and then eating and taking care of family. So at this point, I feel like it's a well-oiled machine, it, but every day is a new hiccup also. Yeah, I mean, very well said, man. But one aspect of this fight that I guess is kind of unique, I was seeing that this will be the first time in your pro career you'll be competing at 206 pounds. Like, does that factor into things differently like was the camp a little different like maybe more strength and conditioning in there than previous camps or was the methodology i guess in a general sense different there so i think what the reason this was seemed appealing to me uh is because as i'm getting older and it is harder to cut two bigger weight cuts this weight class was a little more appealing to me I, i'm not a small 206er so but I'm a, I'm a really big, you know, like 195, 85-er. So I, I feel like going into this camp, I kept my train the same. So I, I'm a I'm a heavy presser anyway. I, like to, I train strength conditioning, but more so explosive. I'm not about numbers. I'm not a big numbers guy. I'm not a bodybuilder by no means. But I like to train explosive training. And I feel like it will make you quicker or as quick as I can be, at least at my age and size. So as far as any major changes, I wouldn't say... I could honestly say, but I do like the fact that my training, I feel like, is a little more laid back and not as strict and regimented like it is when I have to get to 85 or 95. So that in of itself is why I'm a little more in a better mind space, I feel like, for this fight than I usually am. Because right now, I'm usually more stressed about the weight. Somehow or other, though, I'm always 
overweight the week of, and I still have eight, eight and a half, nine more pounds to go in two days. So it's just, it is what it is. And I guess just another tendril of like the mindset going into this one, just interesting that you're returning to BKFC after a five-year break. And I saw you had a post where you were saying it was due to a multitude of reasons other than opportunities with the company. Is that anything you want to get into? Is that like maybe like a personal thing that you don't want to divulge the details of? Or like what was the reasoning for why you weren't, I guess, regularly in the fold kind of thereafter? Yeah, of course. Um, so the short and sweet version is, is I just didn't, the opportunity, I had multiple opportunities with BKFC since um, 2019. I, I wasn't a fan um, or if it's favorable of some of their opponents. I didn't want to be used as a stepping stone for that company and be known as the guy that comes in just to fight ex-UFC vets for them to get a win and in this new sport. So I have friends that have been competing in this sport that, you know, candidly, they lose a lot as because they get used either as a stepping stone or they're not performing well. And I just... I guess I have too much pride or too much ego to put myself in that position. So if the if they're trying to line me up with someone that I think is a much higher skill level than me, then it's not, I just would turn the fight down. Um, or if the pay wasn't appropriate, I would turn the fight down. It just had to make sense for me. It had to make sense for me, and that's why I didn't do it. So we've I've worked with Nate and Dave over the years. Um, I've helped them with other aspects of the company, and I felt like this... They tried putting me on a Norfolk card. I was on the Norfolk card, and that fight fell out two days before. So that was frustrating because every all the stars aligned. It was a Virginia show. The pay was right. The opponent was right. I was like, okay, I'll do this. And I was in shape for it. It wasn't a last-minute thing because when I fought Kindle, it was very last minute. I, I took that fight on – a lot of people don't know. I only took that fight on three, three-and-a-half weeks' notice, I believe, because his other pros fell out. So that was me coming in off the couch, and I still was able to go five rounds with him. And it wasn't the best showing for me, but at least I was able to to perform and with some dignity. So that's why I told them I don't I don't want to do that again. And every time I get a phone call from them, and no disrespect to them by no means, I, I love and appreciate those guys. But the phone calls always come like with three weeks' notice, and I, I I'm just standing firm on I'm not going to take a fight with three weeks' notice. And that, that was the reason on the BKFC side. Um, as far as opportunities and things on the other side, just in my personal life, uh, I own, I'm an entrepreneur, self-employed, and I own a couple gyms and retail hockey stores and whatnot. And I just had a lot going on with my personal businesses to where I, I knew I couldn't dedicate a solid 10 weeks to a fight camp to fight on a stage that big. It's different when it's a regional show and you're fighting on a regional promotion where you only have maybe a thousand people there. As an eye pay per view, but with bare knuckle boxing being more of a national platform, I just don't. I just have more self respect for myself. Well, it sounds like you took away a tremendous amount from the first instance. Just you know, fighting a guy who like was like a big former UFC veteran, short notice, etc. And it seemed like you very much learned from all of that. I guess like, was there something within this fight, like in terms of? like parody with the opponent like the purse like was there that certain confluence of you know all those things kind of like lining up like what was it about this fight this card etc where you were like okay this seems like all the stars are aligned quote unquote yeah um absolutely um uh, it was a mix of things it was um the arena i'm fighting in is a mile away from one of my gyms i uh, i can jog to the arena from my home 
this is Roanoke. I call my home now. I'm from Long Island, New York. I refer to Roanoke as my home now. I've been here long enough. I've established boots here. So I, I feel like to fight on this stage so close to home, I, I couldn't pass it up. Uh, I'm, I'm in shape. So I, I've been in shape for a while. I'm coming off of a boxing win. I've had several boxing fights here recently. And I feel like they just caught me at good timing. I, I happen to be in shape. The arena's local. I don't ever get to perform in front of my friends and family. I usually have to drag them hours away if I'm lucky hours away otherwise that's am states away so i just felt like this was a good opportunity for me i don't know a whole lot about uh, mark holt i crossed paths with him once at the tryouts this was before i even knew his potential opponents so i paid no mind to him the only thing i remember about the guy is that he's thick like he was a dense built dude and he had a huge neck that's pretty much the, the two things that stand out in my mind about him uh but yeah, so that's how the stars aligning for me means location, convenience, uh, and opportunity. And this is, you know, Bear Dogger Boxing is using me, or actually BKFC is using me to put on a show and make some money. I have a big fan base following here, but I'm using them to to grow my local support to better my sponsors, and I'm using them to help solidify and build integrity for my gyms that I own here. So we both we both are getting something out of it. Yeah, I mean, just really shows the, I guess, like, broader viewpoint you seem to have for the game, just in doing my research on you, like, how much you've done even as, like, a full-time promoter over the years in, like, Roanoke Valley and just really for the Virginia combat sports community. Like, it just shows, I guess, just, like, that you've been in all these different roles, the fact that you have that big-picture kind of viewpoint as you just articulated. Oh, yes, sir. I, I, the hat I'm wearing, right now I'm hell, wearing the promoter hat. I'm selling tickets, promoting an event, working with sponsors. But, um, yeah, come fight day, I'll be wearing my fight hat. And that's the way I look at it. It's just I, I'm a man of multiple hats. It's just that night I'm going to – I'm a huge proponent for combat sports. Let's get that out of the way. You, you hit on it. I've invested a lot into Virginia combat sports. I work hand-in-hand with our athletic commission. I know them all by name. I – I sponsor events, I put on events, I promoted over 30 events in Virginia alone. Um, on the pro and amateur side, I've lost a lot of money promoting events, but I do it because I have a passion for it. I want a lot of these guys to have a safe, fun environment to compete in and be able to show their skill sets uh, to their friends and family. Like, a, a, they're in the gym every night working out training, their friends and family don't know what they're doing, right? They don't know those sacrifices. So this is their opportunity for them to compete. And that's why I invest in combat sports. On the flip side, that's how I got into fighting. I trained so much just for a lifestyle change. It was based off of just training, staying in shape. And it turned into, I felt obligated to compete, to show my friends and family what it is I do hours a day, because none of them get to see it. And in my opinion, I'm biased, obviously, because we're talking about myself, but I believe I have a high fight IQ. I've been told it a lot. I don't get hit a lot. I don't sustain a lot of damage. Um, I have a lot of fights, never been knocked out, you know, knock on wood, knocking on my head. But and that's not me bragging or being arrogant. That's just me being confident and knowing where my skill sets are. The reason I do big weight cuts is because that's my advantage in a fight game. So what I lack in actual fighting ability, I make up in sheer size. I can, I'm really good at taking a lot of weight off and putting a lot of weight back on, and I'm just smart in there. And I feel like that's going to be Mark's, my opponent's biggest struggle um, in two days, three days, is going to be fighting under that stage for the first time. You know, because I remember what those jitters were like, and I remember what that pressure was like. 
and he's going to have it, and he's fighting the experienced guy. You know, half that arena is going to be is going to know me personally. You know, the other half is probably going to cheer for me just because I'm the local guy. So he's he's got a big uphill battle fighting someone that knows what it's like to grab a wrist, to clinch, to get outside those punches, to know my range is different. He's going to be experiencing that for the first time, and I remember what that was like when it was my first time. Yeah, for sure, and definitely good insights. I guess kind of going back, like we're talking about first times and whatnot, I mean, you had your initial bare-knuckle fight, like we were saying before, years ago, but specifically at BKFC 2 and fighting Kendall Grove, and we were also mentioning, like, the promotion in, you know, Virginia, like, the promoting roles that you've had out there, and just having, like, Reggie Barnett Jr. on, you know, some of those events. I guess just curious in saying all of that, like, can you speak to, like, what you've seen in, like, the domestic growth of bare-knuckle boxing since that first fight, readying to have your sophomore bare-knuckle fight here? Yeah, I'm definitely, so I guess the question is, how do I feel going into this fight compared to the first one? Is that, so I, I apologize, I've kind of misunderstood what the point of the question. Are you asking about if, how do I feel going into my second fight with them? Oh, no worries at all. I'll just, maybe I'll reiterate it in a bit of a different way. I guess I'm just wondering, like, your thoughts on the overall growth of the sport domestically since then. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I'm glad to see them grow the way they have. Um you know, Mr. Feldman had he had a plan and a vision, and I, you know, I remember just hearing how he wanted to grow, uh, talking to Nate, and how he saw the direction of the company going, and how they were pulling their strategy of pulling higher level local regional guys to fight UFC vets. I mean, they had a good plan from day one. They stuck to it, and it's growing. So I, I'm. I'm proud and honored to know them on a personal level. I'm proud and honored to represent them on a professional level. And I'm proud and honored to be able to compete in there. And I, I, don't, I know I don't have many more of these fights left in me. So if even if it's two, three, or four more left, if I can do it with them, then that's a, a road well-traveled for me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I saw an older interview you were doing with James Lynch before the initial fight where you were talking about how you had like a three-fight arrangement with them. Is that still the case? Like, is this the second fight on a three-fight agreement with them? So it's that contract became void during COVID. Um, my original contract with them was a it was a three fight deal, uh, and it was um, based off a term as well, like a, a time frame. So COVID squashed a lot of that. So this I'm on a one fight. This contract is a one fight deal. This is a, a one and done. If if Nate comes to me with another one in six months, you know, in the stars line, I'll take it. If Nate comes up with me in a year from now, a star's line, I'll take it. But likewise, if they don't, then I, I have nothing to prove in there. I don't identify myself as a fighter. You know, I don't have to walk around with my chest up and a busted knuckle and have my profile picture on Facebook of a poster to make me feel good about myself. So it's like, I don't, I do this to kind of give back to the community and have fun. I, I donate a lot of tickets for these events and I would be a part of this event anyway if I wasn't fighting candidly. So it's just, me getting in there to fight Mark Holt for a purse is the icing on the cake. It's a lot of the, the back end is what is important to me. Yeah, well said, and I definitely get where you're coming from. And just great experiences across a few different combat sports. Like you mentioned, the return to glove boxing there and going 2-0. and But also in doing my research, I noticed you've had a couple pro Muay Thai fights and a dozen amateur MMA fights, at least per topology. I'm curious, like with some of these other sports like with MMA obviously the grappling components and the kicks etc are subverted from 
bare knuckle, but like what elements can you take from each of these disciplines to like apply to your bare knuckle game? And I guess like what aspects are not transferable as much? I guess I'm curious to see like, cause it's obviously a brand new sport bare knuckle, but I mean, you have the knowledge with like the infighting and the more normative Western boxing. Like what do you, I guess, subvert what's easy to cross over into bare knuckle from maybe some of your other combat sports experience? Um, I, I guess my, my, my love is grappling. Uh, so MMA is what was my favorite is competing in MMA. And what pulls me from MMA is it's just not worth it. The pay structure, unless you're fighting for a really large event or promotion, uh, the risk and reward isn't worth it. So that's pretty much what pulled me from MMA. Uh, so with that said, I, I like kick, I like grappling, clinching. That's my favorite. Um, I grew up kickboxing. I did kickboxing as an adult. That's what got me more to the Muay Thai. And then boxing, just I fell into boxing because a guy I respect and train with, he's a big boxer, one of the biggest boxers of our region, uh, Scott Sigmund, I'll name drop him. Uh, so training with him, working with him, he sold me on the boxing. Uh, boxing is where his money's at if you're just chasing for financial reasons. Boxing has good sponsorship opportunities, which is also true on the business side. And I just felt like as I got older, even though I still train across the board in combat sports, the boxing is where I put a lot of my focus in. So, and, and that's where I work on. And that's my bread and butter at my gyms is teaching boxing and cardio kickboxing to the soccer moms. So it's just that it transitioned to where when I had the opportunity to fight with BKFC, uh, I was very nervous. But what sold me on that fight with Kendall is I was—he was a grappler as well. Kendall's not known for knocking people out, right? He, no one knows Kendall Grove as being a a monster banger, stands in the middle of the cage and swings bombs. He, he's known for clinching and taking people down. And that that aspect was taken away in BKFC. So knowing that of him is one of the main reasons I took that fight. And then just doing a friend a favor. Uh, the matchmaker I consider a personal friend of mine so when he gave me that opportunity when everybody else bailed I was like you know I'm gonna do this and I did it and I, I think I took a lot from that I learned a lot I have a lot of regrets from that just the preparation for that event and how I handled it and here we are five years later I, I was ready to go for their Norfolk event actually like almost what was it nine months ago they did a Norfolk Virginia event I was ready to go on that I was on weight full tickets uh, I had an opponent fell out last minute couldn't get on the car, so I was, I was left a little salty. I went ahead and took a boxing fight just to stay fresh, but I already put the work in, and that's why we're here today. So I think I think what transitions best is the, is the range for me, to answer your question directly, is feeling my range out. Um, I'm long. I'm much longer than I look. Uh, I'm very nice. I'm a nice, personable person, so I get judged a lot at weigh-ins by my opponents. They think that I look like just a friendly guy off the couch, but I have a switch, and I'm very durable. You know, I don't, I take a lot of damage, but it doesn't really slow me down in a fight. So I'm just, a, I'm a durable person, and I think those are my assets going into this fight, and with my experience, I'm not afraid to be anywhere. You know, I'm not going to get caught in any one spot in that square circle and be afraid there. I feel like I've been everywhere I could be. Uh, the only thing I haven't been is have my eyes roll in the back of my head. So as, as long as that doesn't happen, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we want everybody to come out as healthy as possible from the situation and just have a great fight. But I just love the the level of insights and just like the different perspectives that you have relative to like we've been talking about 
through this chat, all the different things you've done. And definitely very excited to see this next fight. But I also do want to be mindful of your time, Bruce, just with it being fight week and so close to the bout. And I really do appreciate you making the time. But I'm curious if maybe there's like a final parting thought you'd like to add as we're kind of wrapping up. Um, yeah, I guess anyone who's listening to your, to this probably is already a fight fan and they might be interested in watching the fight to begin with, but people that aren't, uh, I generally encourage them to go. Uh, for many years, as being a proponent for combat sports, the one thing I've always told people is go to an event in person. Even if you watch it on TV, go in person. A lot of the people competing come from many walks of life. You have doctors, lawyers, police officers, contractors, construction workers. You know, homeless people, you know, everywhere across the board. And the sportsmanship that you see at these events in person is second to none. For some reason, the televised events and the pay-per-view likes to cut out the sportsmanship. They want it to be all about bang, bang, murder, death, kill, you know, action, action. And I think that it's so easy to become a fan if you come to one of these in person. So my my parting thought with you is I appreciate your time and for spreading um helping spread combat sports to people and for people listening if you've never been to an event live go to one find one in your area and go to one otherwise you know look forward to doing work in a couple days yeah i mean a great parting thought anyone in the salem area definitely go out of your way to check that out for sure and definitely excited for bkfc 51 on september 29th and to reiterate appreciate you making the time before this fight with mark culp and everything so definitely looking forward to seeing that when it goes down but until then you have a good rest of your day bruce thank you yes sir thank you for your time have a good day this episode of bouts talking bouts is brought to you by bare knuckle betting shark winning parlays if you're looking for them in bkfc you got to be checking out bk bet shark here's the thing $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys.